Hi everyone. I uh, I wanted to do a little podcast on dreams and also on lucid dreaming and astral prediction. Um, so uh, these are all part of what I generally refer to as the inner worlds um, with my jewellery work. And um, I've been making quite a lot of amulets lately that use um, stones that help us with that inner journey. Um, I came across some really amazing pieces of lapis lazuli and I've been using those quite a lot in the the new pieces that I'm bringing out just today um, as I'm recording this. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing them. Um, yeah, so what that means... Uh, it's our, our inner journey, our inner world. So it's, it's the, the mind's eye. It's the, the place that we experience when we're in dreams and when we're doing journeying meditations, which is when we visualize, um, something like it could be anything. It could be a forest or maybe a temple on the clouds. Really it's, you know, our, our imagination can just go anywhere with it. Uh, yeah. So, um, I had a dream the other night. And um, I thought I'd start with just unpacking that a little bit. Um, the the dream, I can't remember a lot of the details of it, but um, I really like this little sentence that I woke up in a panic and felt that I needed to write down because it was so important at the time. You know, that feeling, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I always keep a dream diary by my bed and it was really great to to write that down and to look at it later because I definitely wouldn't have remembered it. But the the little quote, I guess, that I wrote down was this, um, investigate your willingness to have everything end. Let that create a fire in you. Investigate your willingness to have everything end. Let that create a fire in you. And I love that. And, um, I find it quite funny. I, I already tried to record this once and I got halfway through and my phone rang and the app that I was using to try and record it didn't have any editing features so I wasn't able to to work out how to do it. But this one, if the phone rings, I'll be okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm using a different program but I find it quite funny that that ended and it's created a fire in me to do it again. I really want to share this with you. So yeah, the idea really that I have been thinking about that's come out of it is that this is about exploring the fact that everything is going to end. As the Buddhists say, this too shall pass. Um, everything that we have in our lives that we're saying, this is me, I am that thing, you know, I am this um, outfit or these books that I read or I am this group of people that I hang out with or this job that I have or this role that I'm fulfilling in my life. Um, that's how we kind of build our sense of self. Um, but at the same time that, that those are useful things and those are, are parts of our journey, um, they're also quite, uh, you know, they're intangible. They're, they're things that are going to end it will end, this too shall pass. And if it doesn't end right away, it's certainly always in a constant process of change. Um, but, you know, everything is going to end, at least for us as, you know, this this little being that we are in this life, we are going to die. Um, 
it is going to be over at some point and hanging on to things is only going to create create suffering and sadness for us um what we need to do to find peace is to understand that we have to be willing to let things go to imagine things ending and that being okay and um yeah so the way that that creates a fire in us I think is that when we realize that everything we have we are going to lose all of it at some point all of it when when we realize that it creates a fire in us to do something now to do something exciting and um to have passion for whatever it is that we want to want to do and also realizing that everything is going to end and having a willingness to allow everything to end um, means that we're kind of emptying our cup. We're, we're opening ourselves up to the possibilities. If everything that I've defined myself as right now could end tomorrow, that means that I could be anything as well. I can, you know, I can start on any path. I can start learning about something or start bringing something into my life or make new connections at any time. And, um, and that is something quite exciting. Um, as somebody just about to move house, about to change my identity from being somebody who lives near the beach to somebody who lives near the mountains or in the mountains. Um, yeah, that's, that's something that's quite meaningful for me about that. Um, but I think we're always in a process of working out who we are, understanding how our choices affect our identity and um, that that is a, a tangible and flowing thing that can change through our lives and, and always be different and that we're in control of it. We can choose We can choose where we go, what it is that we bring into our lives and what we're passionate about, what drives us. So, yeah, that's um, what my little dream was about. And um, though that was a a dream about a message and I think it's so important to to have that little notebook with you and to whenever you feel these little messages write them down as soon as you can force yourself to get up get that pen in your clumsy hand and write it down in a little book and always have that book there because it won't necessarily make sense at the time you won't know what it's about but if you write it down and work it out later you'll get something out of it there'll be some meaning in there um, and sometimes you think, oh my gosh, that was so insightful. I'm never going to forget that. And then you will, you'll forget it. If you don't write it down, you won't remember it. I've, I've thought that so many times and then kicked myself later because I didn't ever write it down. And, um, yeah, it's unfortunate. So it's always really good to have that little dream diary near you. So if this is something that you're thinking about working on. That's the first thing to do. Get that little book, dedicated book to writing your dreams in and have it next to your bed with a pen every night you don't know when the dream's going to come so just have it there all the time um so something else I wanted to talk about that's kind of fun is um lucid dreaming and lucid dreaming is when you become aware of the fact that you're dreaming while you're dreaming and there are a few different techniques that you can use to try and work on this um, sometimes it's better to work a little bit on meditation and working on your 
um, clarifying your inner vision. So imagining situations, imagining you're walking down a path or you're coming up to a, you know, you can really imagine any kind of fantastical landscape. Um, something I like to do sometimes is just putting on music and um, just seeing where my imagination takes me. Um, some nice meditation music. I've done all kinds of beautiful meditations doing that. And um, that's a great way to, to get your visual um, your yeah your inner vision I guess uh, a lot more clear and um, that can help you when you're um, when you become aware of the fact that you're dreaming so how do we wake up in a dream um, there are some little tricks that you can do to help you do that and um, one of them is to pull your finger um, you do this when you're awake or when you think you're awake. Just check that you, like, because when you're when you're dreaming, you can't quite tell the difference between being awake and the fact that you're dreaming. You you don't know. You think that you're awake, and so um, you just notice something strange. Maybe you know, it might just be that an object is in the wrong place, or or um, or you're in a place you, you didn't recognize before. And you think, is this real? Am I really here? Is that person really there? Or is this situation real um, in the dream? And then if you pull your finger in the dream, it will bend and lengthen and just be like a rubbery finger. It doesn't behave like a normal finger. Um, and the way that you try and remember to do this in the dream is by checking your reality all the time when you're awake. Honestly question is this real in your waking life? And that's how you'll remember, you'll set that neural pathway to check it when you're dreaming. It's amazing how this works. Um, try it every every hour or so, just check your reality. Check it right now. You might not even be, you might be remembering this in your dream and having this, this podcast <laughs> in memory in your dream. Is this real? Could this podcast really exist? Is this really happening right now? So just try pulling on your finger and seeing if it stretches out. And you have to actually believe that it's possible that it might stretch out. I have had dreams where my finger wouldn't pull um, and I knew that I was dreaming. So I tried to test other things. And there's a few other things you can test. Like uh, if you turn a light switch on and off, it won't work in a dream. So just try that in the day as well. Just, you know, click on a light on and off. Or you can try looking at the time. It's really hard to read things in dreams. Look in a book. Um, or, yeah, try and check a clock. Uh, it makes it, it doesn't seem to work properly. Um, and that's usually a sign. Or you can try just doing a little jump as though you're going to bounce off the earth and fly. Um, if you're dreaming, you'll just hover above the ground or you might float up. Um, you can get around like Superman in a in a lucid dream. It's pretty weird. Um, but if you're um, awake, obviously, you'll just have a little jump. Um, yeah, so doing, doing that sort of in your daily life is um, what sort of sets that neural pathway so that you'll remember it to do it when you're dreaming. And when you do it when you're dreaming, if you can relax enough, you can start to uh, influence your dream with your will. Um, and that could mean going, like, 
flying around, asking for guidance, asking a guide to reveal themselves. Um, you could meet uh, different people, uh, like 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 or spirit type um, forms, or different parts of yourself, or animal guides, or there's all sorts of things that might turn up in a in a lucid dream that you can learn to interact with. It's um it's quite an amazing thing to do, but you know just start small. Maybe try interacting with the space. Um, if you do find yourself waking up in a dream, I've um I've had quite a lot, and it, it is really difficult. And sometimes just staying still in the dream and watching what's around you can be enough. Um, and then when you wake up for real, trying to write down everything that you can remember, and then analyzing it later. Um, that's uh. Yeah, it can be a fascinating process because what, what comes up often in lucid dreams and in dreams generally, even when we're not aware um, within them, um, what we see there are usually projections of our emotions and we see them as forms. So everything around us in a lucid dream is, is kind of a, a projection of our own mind um, speaking back to us in imagery and symbols um, so we can understand and and work with our our internal reality our emotional um centers uh in a different way so yeah uh the difference then between um lucid dreaming and astral projection is um is quite interesting i found that they almost uh blend into each other in some senses um our if we have any sort of emotional reaction while we're having an astral plane experience, we can create a projection into it. So, uh, so there's kind of a, a a mix between the two. So, an astral projection, the astral plane, is uh, so every everything in the world has a kind of energetic presence in it. A, a, I'm not sure, like a, an energy body. Um, our bodies have them, but so does everything in the world. And when we have an astral projection, that means that we're separating that energetic body from our physical body. And that's something that we seem to do when we're dreaming, when we're um, asleep all the time. It's not, it's not a bad thing. It's not like we're dying. It's not, it's not the soul leaving the body. It's um it's just a sense of our consciousness moving away from our physical selves, and interacting with things around us. Their 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 energetic um, counterparts. So it's like there's a um, a parallel reality of so, of sorts that's exactly like this world, um, but made out of its energetic forms that we can be in and experience and and it sort of is outside of time in a way it's like it's uh all times at the same time um and so we can we can go to different places and see different parts of our lives and different it's it's um it's pretty well, it's worth exploring anyway um i couldn't tell you all that it's about because it's huge and when you start to explore this you realize that there's so much more going on in reality than we thought there's it's just fascinating um i think that 
having experiences with this will really open your mind to what is going on here and just the amazing um, complexity of our lives. Uh, it's just astounding. Um, I really, yeah, would encourage you to try this. Um, astral projection is quite a difficult practice. And if you're thinking it's something that you'd like to try and do, I would really recommend um, bringing into your life a, a regular meditation practice. Um, you need to learn to relax your body and focus only on your breathing, um, trying to let go of other thoughts and just bring your thinking back to the breath over and over again, which can be really difficult. Um, this isn't a visualization exercise is different to lucid dreaming and journeying meditation. Astral projection is a, a meditation practice, but it's about simplifying our, um, our visuals uh, in order to experience that energetic realm. It's not about um, bringing in complex um, visualizations in order to understand our inner worlds, this is, it's slightly different. So, um, so the first thing that you do if you are trying to have an astral projection experience is to fully relax your body. You want to lie, lie down or sit down somewhere where you can be still for a while. If you lie on a bed, you, there's a chance that you're going to fall asleep. So sometimes lying on the floor or sitting in a chair can be a lot better. Um, but if you only have a bed, then try the bed, see how you go. Um, uh, yeah, so the first thing that you do is try and relax your body and try and clear your mind and just watch your breath. Just try and lengthen it and make it as long as you can. And after a while, um, it could take five minutes, it might take half an hour, who knows? It, it really depends on how much practice you've been doing in this. Um, uh, but yeah, the after a while you get this start getting these sensations of shifting and moving as though your energy body is moving um in a different way to your physical body. You might get a sensation of rocking or of spinning or um or lifting or sinking. And there are all sorts of different ways that your energy body can separate. You might even have the sense that you're sitting up or that your arms are raising. Um, and that's the beginning of, of, of this separation. So it, it couldn't happen all sorts of ways. One, one time, um, when I had the experience that I, I felt like I was rolling to the side and then I ended up falling out of the bed. Um, but, but not my physical body, my energetic body fell off the bed and then I got up and could see my body still lying there. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, there's lots of different ways. And another time I was sitting on the sofa, I just dozed off watching TV and, um, I sat up, um, and was trying to get my eyes to open so I could see, but I, I couldn't manage it. But I, I asked someone that was sitting near me and they said that I would just been lying down the whole time. So even though I really felt like I had sat up, I was still lying down. So I knew that that was a separation experience. So, um, yeah, it's uh, an interesting thing to explore. And once once you do find yourself separated, you can do the same test that you would do if you're trying to wake up in a lucid dream. So, yeah, these things are pretty interesting to explore. Um, 
they do make us question our reality and um that can be a little bit scary so uh you know just take it easy on yourself if you're very new to this maybe just start learning a little bit about meditation and um slowing down your breathing um to just become more relaxed um you don't need to do it in any intense way just find your slowest breath and and breathe naturally and um and that can help you to relax and and find centeredness one of the best meditation uh, tips I ever heard was that don't try to do anything when you first start out. Just commit to sitting still with your eyes shut and that's it. Just sit still with your eyes shut and allow everything. Don't tell yourself off. Don't think that you have to do anything differently. Just observe what you are doing whether it's thinking a lot or fidgeting or whatever it is and just try to bring yourself back to just sit still with your eyes shut and put a timer on with a nice gentle um, alarm to wake you up as you come out of it and and that's um something that that I still do every day it's a it's a lovely practice to to do even if you only do it for five minutes it can be really um focusing and calming for your mind and that's the beginnings it's a there's a huge journey in learning meditation um and there's um so many spiritual practices that talk about this um i'm fascinated with the jhanas of the buddhists which talk about um certain meditation techniques that you can practice to attain supernatural abilities and I'm convinced that those supernatural abilities are things that we can do in the astral planes or when we're lucid dreaming uh, because there we can fly we can walk through walls we can change our size we can basically do anything you can imagine and it's quite amazing to play with that um, and the way that it comes about in these texts is that they have a series of different meditation practices and then people suddenly are superhuman. So I believe that they're superhuman in their meditation practices, not not in real life. It's not like they can they can fly and and walk through walls in the physical reality. This is something that we're talking about in meditation. And that idea is in a lot of different traditions. It's really, really fascinating. Um another reason why some people think this is a good thing to practice is that if we can become conscious in our dreams then perhaps when it comes to that moment of letting go of everything we can become conscious of the process of death too imagine that imagine being fully conscious of whatever world it is that we go into if we go into another world when we die just yeah having that calmness and that centeredness to experience the whole thing and who knows what that will bring about for us but yeah so it's been fun having a little chat about this um if you're interested in my jewelry or about learning more about this sort of thing uh you can find both um, my jewelry and my contact details at www.forestspiritjewelry.com and jewelry is spelt j-e-w-e-l-r-y um 
So not the, the English spelling. Of, I went with the American spelling because of, yeah, um, auto check. Auto spell check got me. So that's what I'm at. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, if you want to find me, that's the way you find me. Or you can find me on Facebook, um, Forest Spirit Jewelry there as well. Um, or you can email me. Um, my email is forestspiritjewelry at gmail.com and I'm happy to answer any questions you have or to recommend some books for you or to help make something special for you. I make commission pieces and I love making really individual unique pieces for your journey so if that's something that you'd be interested in let me know. Um, yeah I hope you have the most amazing time looking at studying uh meditation, dreams, astral projection, and I hope you have some lucid dreams. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.